playing the fastest game in town? Welcome to the Daily Searchcast. Featuring search engine watch editor Danny Sullivan. Keeping you up to speed and ahead of the game on what's happening in the search engine marketing arena. Each day, join us for a recap of the prior days happening in your world. The Daily Searchcast makes sense of industry stories and sharing off-the-cuff remarks about what happened and what may come. Guest hosts give you a closer look and keep things rolling along with questions. So tune in and keep informed on the latest from Google, Yahoo, MSN Search, SG, and other search engines. Join us now for this edition of SearchCast. Here's your hosts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's uh, SearchCast, the daily SearchCast, brought to you by WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Wednesday, the 22nd of February. And to bring you all the day's news, we have Danny Sullivan from across the pond. Danny. Hey, Detlef. Hey, how are you? Good. Oh, and the echo just went away. That's even better, right? That's always a good thing. <laughs> oh, news, news, news. Have we got your news? Step right up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Lots of things going on. Um, so just like literally off the uh, wires, if you will, um, you know, Google's been in this dispute with Perfect Ten, which is, um, you know, a site that features beautifully natural women, bare women, women, shall we say, that are um, in their birthday suits. And they've been upset with Google because they feel that Google's image search has been infringing on their copyright, you know, and displaying little thumbnails. Now, now prior to this, we've had um, a ruling that thumbnails were not an infringement. Um, Ariba Soft was sued by um, uh, Lee Kelly, I think it was Lee Kelly, out of uh, Huntington Beach, California, out in Orange County, who was upset that they were reprinting some of his, his photos. And it was ruled that, you know, thumbnail, that's not a problem, it's okay. Well, that's been flipped around by this current ruling that's happened now. They've uh, issued an injunction saying that uh, Google is going to have to stop stop displaying this website's uh, thumbnails, and the key, and then it's all going to come up to a, um, a, a further case. It'll go forward, and it may be appealed, and we'll see what happens with it further on down the line. But at the moment, there is an injunction out there. Uh, it involves about 3,000 of the photos from the Perfect Ten site. And the, the key thing here really seems to be that Perfect Ten has a service where you can uh, subscribe and get these photos resized for your cell phone. Because, you know, you're out on the town and everything and you need a new photo. It's handy to have that on your phone, and um, so here you are. Handy to have that on your phone. So well, I mean, that's what I hear. And Google loses the case. <laughs> that's what I hear. <laughs> anyway, but the, the thing was, they were saying, look, these thumbnail photos on Google, not only are they thumbnail photos on Google, but you can send a photo to your phone. And so if you can send the photos to your phone, then nobody needs to buy them from Perfect Ten and send them off to it in that way. So that seems to be, um, that seems to be part of the key reason why they've lost on this, this issue here. Now, I suppose that one thing that may happen is... Um, if they lose the whole photo thing, then that won't be an issue. You know, if they drop away the ability to send photos, you'd be all right. Google still has the right to display the thumbnail of an image on um, on the page. That's not said to be, you know, going against them. So it's not like Perfect Ten will be out of image search from the way I'm understanding it. It just may be that you won't be able to send their pictures to your photo. The whole thing, to me, it begs the question of why didn't Perfect Ten just block the photos from being on Google with a robot's text file? Because that would have that would have taken care of the whole issue. 
Um, and I'm actually following up with Google to find out if that was something that came up in the case. I see no mention of it at all in the uh, court ruling. This isn't something that's, that's shown up there. So, you know, what happened in the previous case was the, the, the web author said, look, I know I could use the robot text file, but I shouldn't have to. And since then, we've had some support saying, well, yeah, you should have to. And in fact, that kind of came up in the whole caching issue that we talked about before. And hey, I'm surprised Google just didn't argue, well, really, we're just caching the photos, and that's perfectly fine. Because we had that other ruling that uh, was somewhat controversial about caching things. Right. Well, one good lawsuit against Google deserves another two or three. So um, here they're being sued by Chuck and Go. Oh, which, right. What's that? Oh, yeah, right. That's uh, I, I've seen uh, news bits about that. Chuck and Go is suing them. Uh, it's another trademark issue. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, Chuck and Go is saying it is bad that when people type in Chuck in, and I mean the letter in, and go into Google, these ads are coming up. And I don't think they're going to be, I don't know that they're going to work well on that one. We we had the whole Geico case. That went all the ways up, and it was ruled that just linking an ad to the words wasn't an infringement. Um, there were other issues that would be an infringement. And, um, you know, so Google's going to fight it, and we can watch and see where it goes. Second Go has, like, physical stores, I think, so they've done a yeah, lot of work on Yeah, I mean, it's a branding. difficult thing, too, because, you know, what are you going to do then? So check and go, those are all, it's not like Geico, those are all words. They're, like, generic words as well. So if somebody wants an ad to show up because you did a search for check, uh, that's going to be a hard one to fight. But, you know, you could see them perhaps arguing just if they type in the exact phrase, check and go, the ad shouldn't show up. But then it always comes back to the case of, all right, if somebody types in check and go sucks, and they want to find somebody who's upset with you, and those people who are upset are running ads, then do you have the right to say, you know, I mean, it's, it's a messy thing. Well, trademark law is all about consumer confusion. And the Geico case is weaker because Geico is actually, you know, a creature, an amphibian. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I hear. Yeah. So, but with check and go as a phrase, people are probably looking actually for the physical store or the online presence of the physical store. Yeah, probably, but you don't know. I mean, if somebody types in check and go, for all you know, there's somebody who hates check and go and wants to find something else. For right. all you know, somebody who's typed in check and go but was thinking of that other competing service and got the names mixed up. We don't know precisely what somebody's looking for, which is to me why these issues are these these things are always um, a problem, especially if you start talking about what should be in the organic results. You know, but you know, fair to say, trademark holders have real concerns over you know people tapping into their their brand names and picking up some of the traffic. But just because you have a trademark doesn't give you complete control. And as you say, it's all going to come down to whether or not you can prove that there's confusion going on there. Right. Uh, Digital Envoy had a suit against Google saying that the uh, IP technology that they provided and had a contract with Google to help them target ads um, that Google was violating some of the agreement there, and the courts ruled now. Nah. Google's fine. I I actually wish the Digital Envoy had had come out better in this case because you know ultimately their <coughs> their software is uh, you know IP intelligence and the agreement well, the one that I saw um, stated that Google could use the information just purely at their site at Google.com and it constitutes a violation of that agreement when the software or the IP intelligence is used. You know, for other sites for serving up contextual ads and that sort of right. thing. Right. And are they still actually using it at this point? I'm assuming that they've gone on to use something yeah, else. Yeah, in fact, I them. think 
they were uh, the the initial fees are about eight thousand a month. I think Google was paying yep. originally, and when Envoy um, brought this case up, I think Google, you know, as a as an olive branch, said, "Well, how about twelve thousand a month?" And you, <laughs> yeah, twelve thousand hey, a month. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, twelve hundred thousand a month. Well, anyway, the courts uh, ruled against them on that one, so I don't know if it's going to go further or not. We will, we will see. Yeah. All right, Ad Center 3.0 is out. I love that we have Ad Center 3.0, and it's not even live to the public yet. I mean, it's going to be like Ad Center 4.0 before MSN Ad Center 4.0 before it even opens. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you got people over at Yahoo saying, "Can we just get you know Yahoo 2.0 up and running <laughs> from the 1.0 we've been dealing with for years?" Anyway, so um, uh, there's been a rundown. They did a presentation to the Dallas Search Marketing uh, Group, and they have a, their own blog, and they've done a rundown on things that I think you've mostly heard before. Some interesting things talking about how the dynamic keyword insertion works, where you can have a variety of parameters that will build up web ad copy. Uh, apparently makes it easier for you to bid on everything under the sun. You know, type in anything, and it'll it'll make a nice ad for you. Um, the same old stuff we've heard about the demographic data. Yes, we've got the point. You can target ads by demographic data over at MSN, and it's cool and it's awesome, I think. But I don't really know that I'm going to believe it until I see a heck of a lot more marketers using it and saying, yeah, this is absolutely cool and awesome. But so far, people say it's cool. They certainly like to have the options. Yeah. And there's day parting, which is stuff we've heard before, but it's still there. Anyway, if you want a, a closer-up review and see some of the stuff that's out there, uh, check out the blog, and they have a write-up on some of the things going going on. And if you'd like to just see MSN ads, you know, I think the rotation right now is that they're still doing 25% MS ads to 75% Yahoo ads on MSN. Um, there was a thing that came up on our forums where you can go to adcenter.search.msn.com, and you can get all AdCenter ads. You know, it would just be whatever whatever you're you're buying and selling through MSN. So that'll that'll be the shape of what's what's to come in the future. Yep. I'm gonna go check it out right now. Nah, I'm not. <laughs> Meanwhile, continuing on with the MSN stuff, Detlev, MSN Search now providing the search technology that if you do a search on Microsoft itself and you're looking for stuff, you can do that. So. Um, which, you know, it makes sense. You've got to build something to search the entire web. It probably makes sense that you are um, going to be able to index your own stuff as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, loyalty. Oh, new survey come out of Compete talking oh. about how loyal people are. Right. If you, how, what percentage of people use Google and only use Google and wouldn't even think of cheating on Google? Have you looked at the numbers yet, Detlev? I didn't see the number, but I know oh, the I winner. <laughs> I want to top of your head. What percentage? What percentage of people do you think are monogamous with Google? Uh, I'd say fifty-five. Well, it's actually much higher. It's seventy uh, percent. Wow. Okay. Seventy-one percent actually. And then it um, then it drops wouldn't, down right after that. Wouldn't it, it uh, would mean though that they they use Google predominantly, but they nope. It's that seventy-one percent is apparently people who say they use Google. And, and they only, only use Google. Google. Yeah. That's amazing. Which is pretty high, actually. You know, I mean, you know. But then again, I you could thought, say, well, really? there's almost a third of the people who, you know, do use other people. Anyway, um, you've also got over at Yahoo, it's about half and half. 48% are absolutely loyal. MSN, 28%. Excite? <laughs> Excite? <laughs> yeah, but actually, Excite comes in at 23%, which is higher than AOL and higher than Ask Jeeves, which is at 21%. Well, Ask Excite, ask does power excite. 
I know, but still, the, the idea that Excite, which is, you know, to me, in my mind, has been this dying brand, you know, this slowly dying thing, oh, has more loyal users than Ask Jeeves. That's amazing. But it also indicates to you why, you know, Ask Jeeves was smart and hanging on to Excite and keeping it out there, because still, even if it's only 23% that are loyal, that's still some loyalty. Don't, don't you miss the days when Excite used to crawl and stuff? No, I don't. <laughs> I kind of no. do. I, I like a lot of... A lot of I miss InfoSeek and the instant ad feature. That was always cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People walk on top of each other, but no. I don't know. It's the same old name. It's different names, same number of players. I like having a lot of uh, a lot of search engines, obviously. It's nice having the different voices and such. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, meanwhile, some other stats. AOL. Well, Google may be top of loyalty. Uh, website Story came in with stats saying that AOL leads in terms of online conversions. So, you know, like they have a conversion rate of 6%, MSN 6% as well, 6.1% for AOL, 6.03% for MSN, Yahoo at 4.07%, and Google at 3.83%. So, I don't know, the, the nerds searching on Google don't buy, my mom on AOL, she does. Yeah, and, and there's uh, some dispute over the stats and do they actually make sense and yada, yada, yada. But actually, it kind of reaffirms what you hear anecdotally from a lot of people, that AOL you know, has, has tended to do very well on the conversion front, which surely. is another reason why Google wanted to hang on to AOL perhaps so much. Oh, surely. It, um, Mike, Val- Mike Banks-Valentine actually posted in search returns saying that, yeah, but so many more people... So many more uh, targeted users are delivered by Google that, you know, in aggregate, you still got to pay, obviously, a lot of attention to Google. Yeah. All right, so what else we got going? We've got a few things. This was an interesting thing. Uh, Rand over at SEO Moz, he <laughs> tried to get somebody re-included in Yahoo, uh, and paid inclusion was just not doing it. Like, He's got this thing, and it just looks like this Kafka-esque type of conversation of, well, we know what's wrong with your site, and we'd love to have you back in our paid inclusion program, but we can't acknowledge to you what it is. You're just going to have to keep guessing at what the problems are, and what a mess. So he goes through all that, but I thought what was more interesting was in the comments, you know, some advice from Tim Meyer about using this second chance re-inclusion page. And I'm going, what? I mean, it got right past me. So... We we talked about back in the middle of June reinclusion tips that you can use both for Yahoo and Google and, and Tim had actually said look you know you you've done cleaned everything up use this form do this certain thing and then we'll take a look at you um, well now apparently there's an even further form if you've done that and they've looked at you and it still didn't help you can go to like this new second chance form actually it's been out there since November um, but it's apparently not that that many people are aware of it so yeah you got a whole other uh, a whole other form you can use I don't know if you get a third chance form. It can so easily be just totally confusing, you know, what to do, uh, whether it's Google or Yahoo, all the engines, you know, and MSN when they when they really take off, uh, you know, and there's that new uh, MSN re-inclusion uh, postings as well. So the whole thing is kind of a mess. I mean, I wish, there were, I wish it were more unified. I just think um, you do it like fines and like traffic tickets. So, you know... Depending on your violation, here's how much money we're going to charge you. Uh, oh, sorry, that was uh, JavaScript redirection. Well, that's a hundred dollars when you can go to court yeah. and fight it. <laughs> that's All right, a good no, idea. No, 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 no. Sorry, you that know, was IP it is a good idea. We caught you. That's uh, two points on your license, thousand bucks. Exactly. We're giving it to charity. I mean, and, uh, or you can go the, to a traffic school. The, 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 that's such a good analogy because seriously, the you know, in the experience I've had, um, sites do commit 
infractions, just like just like traffic. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> enough of them pile up to actually get a site delisted. And, uh, you know, you might not be delisted but demoted because of, you know, X number of infractions at one engine or another. Yeah. So it does really work that way. Well, except that, you know, Google's not collecting in the money. Not true. No. <laughs> no, they just say, well, well you know. Together, you know, I mean, at some point, Matt Cutts from Google and Tim Meyer from Yahoo, they'll band together and they'll just run their own little, their, their own little uh, <laughs> oh, don't start a search engine redemption company. program and away you go. Yeah. Search engine redeemers. We get you back in or your money back. <laughs> no yes. case is too large for us. <laughs> anyway. We, we must move on because there's yet more news. <laughs> Moving into the executive portion of our hour. Um, Lloyd Braun, head of Yahoo Media. Another thing looking at what he's been doing and coming away with, like, not that excited. Uh, this was over at news.com basically saying, you know, they're doing this whole thing to, like, you know, build up content at Yahoo, and it's not pulling in the numbers, not doing the sweeps, and we'll see how it goes. So it's an interesting read. Not really search, but, you know, Yahoo's putting money into it, and you might want to know what they're doing or not succeeding with that over there. Meanwhile, over at MSN, they have lost the senior vice president of the personal services group, David Cole. He's taken a year off, maybe longer. Got an email out there. Not been pushed out, he says. It's a little bit of time. Sabbatical. Yeah. And Google has hired an executive director of Google.org. Their uh, charitable foundation is going to be Larry Brilliant, who is brilliant. <laughs> he's a tech-savvy doctor who's fought smallpox. So there we are. Now he's going to be working for Google to do, uh, to do good things, do non-evil things. Search Day has a big run-up out of our last conference on... Um, New search optimization, giving you some tips and ideas on how to make use of new search. I really think a lot of people need to be aware of that. Uh, it's one of those areas that I think is easily ignored, yet can bring you in lots of traffic, uh, especially if you're a big company. You want to know what's going on, you want, or you're putting out content and stuff like that. New search, you should be tapping into it. So there are some, some things you can look at there. AOL Video is going to do something this week. They're like saying, hey, we're going to be hot this week. We're going to start using our Truvio search engine, which we think is cool. The, the AOL thinks it's cool. I've looked at it. It's, been, it's good. It's, it's hard to tell because when Truvio would say, check out how cool we are, they would do things that were time-related. Like they'd say, look for the Olympic stuff and look on Google Video and you won't find the new Olympic stuff or whatever. But Google Video wasn't a time-oriented type of thing. And sometimes that's not the way people are searching for video. They don't want necessarily time-oriented video. So, I don't know. We'll see. Anyways, it's coming into AOL video, which kind of kicks Singing Fish, which was the other technology they had in the, in the bottom. And they're also promising that they're going to bring in AOL Q video, which is like DVD-quality stuff. So keep an eye. Chris Sherman's watching out for it. He'll do a longer look when it comes there. Google research, they do, you know, research over at Google trying to figure out the best ways to um, control your mind. And, I mean, sorry, I did, something's Rule changing world, my mind. Uh, I didn't mean to say that. I meant ways to make the world better. Explore to the end of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they're doing some stuff over there. They've got a new blog up to let you know about how you can go out there and um, uh, all the different blogs that are out there. Still waiting for that all-in-one Google blog page. I've heard rumors that they'll do it. Let's see them bring it on. And finally, Detlev, whizzing fast. It's almost nighttime here, and there's a new site called Google Maps at Night, which is, you know, someone's taken an image of the world's lights 
at night type of thing and put it onto Google Maps. I'm not certain where the night database is coming from, but it means that you can go over onto Google Maps and turn on lights for the entire world or turn them off for the entire world, see what's glowing, see what's not glowing, uh, you know, do all that sort of stuff. Uh, we know from uh, anecdotal uh, evidence from uh, astronauts that the Earth looks quite nice at night. Yeah, well, it's all sparkly. Yeah. It's pretty. So I've got the lights on over here. I can see different things there. I can zoom in on, um, I think I can zoom in. Just um, I'm zooming in as we talk. And just try to visualize this for the world that's listening. I can see a map of the United States now, and I'm drilling in on Los Angeles. And it's just one big blob of light. You can also see dusk. I don't really quite understand dusk, but, you know, well, I'll check it out. You can push a button, see dusk. It makes it less dark. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you can go check it out. That's your fun That's your fun type of thing. As always, URLs for everything mentioned on the show are posted with the podcast when it goes up, out, on, Search Engine Watch, about two hours after it goes live. And that's the news for today. Awesome, Danny. All right, everyone, there you have it, uh, the news for the day. Tune in again tomorrow for another edition of your daily search cast. The Daily Searchcast is produced and sponsored by WebmasterRadio.fm, the destination for education and entertainment. Looking to boost your competitive edge, your bottom line, network with your peers? Then stay tuned in WebmasterRadio.fm, where you can listen live or in podcast format to our award-winning exclusive radio shows hosted by the most respected names in the Internet world. Hi, this is Katie Kempner. Please join me Tuesdays at 2 o'clock for The Hook at the Intersection of Advertising and PR while I talk with my friends, industry leaders, about the state of the industry today right here on WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm, putting you in the front row with unprecedented access to everyone you need to know. Log in now.